because there has been an emergency. To infinity and beyond. I thought my jokes were bad. The force will be with you. Always. We're just like Kevin Bacon. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have episode 96 of the Cinemania World Show. It's the show we talk about all things movie and television news. I am joined by some very special guests from the Cinemania World team. I'll start from Candid Cinema. We have Amanda. Hello. Hey, oh, happy to be here with you guys. You had a good weekend. Uh, the whole, what was that going on? It was a bunch of sports stuff. I don't oh follow God. sports unless a ball's being dri- dribbled. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it was soccer. Italy won the Euro. So I was hyped for like hours yeah. on end. Yeah. Running people over and whatnot. And I'm like- a good driver. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> guess though uh we also have from the cinema in the world team we have in youtube tyler calvert hello my friend hello it's always great to be back and talking some stuff i think it's been quite a while i mean other than e3 at least talking movies on i should say on cinemania yeah it's been a while since we did a world show too it's uh we did the last one was for our summer movie preview uh so it's nice being mm-hmm. here today july 13th mm-hmm. lastly we are joined uh, uh from the cinema in the world team we have kayla kayla hello Hi, it's nice to talk to you guys again. It's been a while for me too. I come on here like once a month and then you guys just bully me in the chat. So oh, <laughs> that's okay. It's, out of, it's all out of love. I mean, we really need it too. Everybody, yeah. everybody, gets a everybody gets bullied around here. At least know. Larry's not here. So <laughs> we have beef. Oh. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, we have beef. <laughs> um, it's very nice to mm-hmm. hear from all of you smiling faces. And we'll get started today. We have a couple of things to get into first big thing that to talk about today uh is the emmy nominations that were today i had finished an overnight so i was sleeping and i woke up to chaos and the timeline mm-hmm. and stuff so i'm excited to get into this i will start uh we had emmy nominations i will go around kind of get you guys quick thoughts before we start on like the big kind of noms uh to see how you guys feel about all of them i'll start with you amanda how you feel about most of the noms for the most part um, there's a lot that I'm surprised made it, to be perfectly honest. The first one that comes to mind is probably Bridgerton, because, like, I'm just, mm. why? Like, it's, a, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a sexy show. That's fine. Like, it's good for a sexy show. Like, I That's binged why. it in two days. But like, I guess, yeah, because, like, sex sells. And they're like, let's bring in the viewers with Roger Jean Page, because he's the one who's going to be here. Um. But I do think, like, even Emily in Paris should not be nominated for an Emmy. I was just, <laughs> I don't get it. Um, I am happy for WandaVision. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Mm, you know, there you go. I am, I am. No, I am happy for <laughs> WandaVision. And the reason why is that MCU content has never really, you know, been high up there, especially with twenty three nominations for a television series. I thought that was, you know massive for them massive for marvel going forward and disney so i'm happy that you know broke the mold for superhero content but also the boys is there so i'm even oh more yeah i was hyped that. about that um there are definitely yeah. snubs you know i can't watch as much as i i used to like television shows are really hard for me to get into 
it's hard same. for me to get past the third episode now, to be perfectly same. honest. Um, oh my God, same. Yeah. I thought I was the only one. No, same. no. Like, I'll know if I'm going to vibe with it the rest of the series by episode three. And I think it's the binge watching that has, like, messed me up for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of, like, surprised with some stuff. But I do think this is a hot take. Um, I always look at the way that they nominate certain people in certain shows to bring in ratings because the Oscars mm-hmm. also did that. The Emmys are also known to do that. And I just found it funny who they chose and what shows mm-hmm. appear here for ratings purposes for the Emmys. Interesting. Is there any show particular that you would say? Um, Disney has a lot here. I'm, I'm going to be straight. Like it's, it's like, it's true. Like WandaVision 23 nominations to me personally is excessive. Like I'm going to be straight with you. Um, So that's going to be a draw. The Mandalorian, another draw like those. And even like Falcon Winter Soldier was nominated as well for five. And that nomination for Don Cheadle is actually hilarious. Um, (laughs) How old? How old? I said for what? what? He didn't even understand. He didn't get it. I was dying. But like that's also snubbed to like Carl Lundley who did a fantastic job as Isaiah. So I was kind of surprised. But yeah, like the Disney shows that are there, there's some other shows like that are Netflix heavy, like Bridgerton and Emily in Paris that are like, should it be there? You know, so it's all about ratings at this point. That's the way I'm looking at the Emmys this year. Okay. Um, interesting. We'll get into all of, all of the uh, nominations. Uh, how about you, Tyler? How are you feeling about this year's nominations? Yeah, I feel somewhat similar. It was pretty cool to see certain shows be nominated that we definitely weren't expecting. I mean, I I was kind of expecting some sort of presence for Marvel in Star mm-hmm. Wars, I guess I should say, just because, I mean, they, you know, they're very popular shows and this is a award show that definitely needs that popularity aspect. Uh, definitely wasn't expecting as many as we got, though. You know, Mandalorian had 24 noms, mm-hmm. WandaVision had 23. Like, that's, that is a high amount. I mean, not that they don't deserve them, but it is just a surprise that they got that much nominations. But uh, I like the other ones as well. You know, The Boys got a couple nominations. Uh, Lovecraft Country got 18, and yet it got canceled. So uh, yeah. uh, hopefully maybe they rescind that and change their mind potentially uh, after they win a couple of these things. Uh, Cobra Kai even got in there for comedy series. Mm-hmm. So that was cool to see. But uh, yeah, there, uh, I mean, some of these I definitely, you know, Bridgerton, you know, Bridgerton, Emily in Paris, some of these. Like, I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, I understand, like, some, like, The Crown. I feel like The Crown is just always going to get nominated. So, yeah. like, and probably win, because that's just, like, The Crown is The Crown. Like, like I feel bad for most people that go against anybody in a category that has someone in The Crown in it, or The Handmaid's Tale. Like, they're just, they're just great. They're just great shows that always are in nomination for awards consideration. But, I don't know. Say It could be interesting. Uh, I, was ex- I was at least expecting some more for for the falcon and winter soldier i guess it is kind of uh, unfortunate that you know falcon and winter soldier has been kind of overshadowed because wandavision just got nominated for so many things and then there's uh, poor old falcon and winter soldier getting nominated for like stunts and sound editing like, nothing in like the major categories i should say but mm-hmm. but good they got the them. Marvel noms, you know what I mean? The usual yeah. Marvel noms yeah. that they get, but like, like rightfully so, to be honest. like visual effects and this and the outfits and like your shoes and all that. I was I, I did I did love that they nominated both both of them. I should say Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany for their mm-hmm. for their roles because they both were fantastic. So it would have been disappointing if only one or one or the other was nominated and the other one was snubbed. Yeah, I agree. Um, how about you, Kayla? Any thoughts on the nominations? 
I think it's a joke. It's it's oh. a it's a it's a total joke. Oh my gosh! I mean that Bridgerton nom. I just I can't saw I saw your tweet. All. I held. I think I'm like, how much is Netflix paying the Emmys to put their, their <laughs> name as best drama series? There is no way. Um, and then other than that, I think the thing with the all the Disney nominations is that like. Like, great, like, Mandalorian and WandaVision de- deserve some. But as Amanda said, it's it's a little too much. I don't think, you know, WandaVision is, like, a fun show. But it's not, like, the greatest piece of, like, writing or acting or made show I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're just moving away. Um, if we move towards this in television, we're moving away towards, like, more like creative and independent stuff and it's like it seems like all the conversation lately about television right now especially like because people don't watch like cable television as much and it's all like streaming um like it's only about like disney plus shows like recently and maybe that's why it's moving towards that with the emmys too they're seeing that but i mean there's just so many other great shows that aren't disney that deserve something I, I just don't think that though I just don't I just don't think like Marvel and Star Wars like goes out of the box not even out of the box like I don't think their writing goes to like the way it could be because it is a Disney show like I think the writing could be better I think the, it could be made better um yeah I don't know you know what's interesting about what you said like besides Pose everything is like streaming shows Mm-hmm. Maybe Lovecraft Country, uh, you know, it's HBO, but like, you know, they were touting it at HBO Max and, you know, on the, you know, the night of release, the same with like Mayor of Beach, uh, Beast Town. But mm-hmm. there's not really the days of seeing like shows on TNT and TBS and Fox and stuff get awards is kind of dwindling. So mm-hmm. I kind of do agree about what Amanda said about ratings and stuff. I can definitely see them nominate things to like, hey, let's, you know, let's kind of get a, get maybe a younger audience. How many times mm-hmm. are we going to nominate like Grey's Anatomy or something like that? You know, oh, yeah. so like so maybe I can kind of understand. <laughs> Hamilton got a bunch of noms from. Don't, don't, oh, we don't speak of <laughs> Hamilton. I'm no, sorry. For the love of God. Please, I, just, I can't. The one thing I will say is that I do think they did, they, I do think they went out the box enough for WandaVision as far as like the mystery element and the sitcom stuff. But I don't, as far as I agree with Kayla about the writing that, uh, mm-hmm. And WandaVision, I mean, everything that they've done, they, listen, I, uh, uh, when it comes to Marvel stuff and just com- like cape shit in general, like I just kind of don't look at writing anymore as far as like the quality <gasps> of the show because mm-hmm. it's just, been, I mean, when's the last time we got like a solid script from one of these movies besides like <laughs> Logan? Like Logan, yeah. like when's yeah. the last time we really got like a script that's like there's some lines that are like hitting you really good and stuff. And you know, there's like a one there's one line in one division at the end that Vision said that everyone kind of <laughs> held on to for a couple uh, of months, yeah. weeks or whatever. But besides that, all of it is kind of mystery talk of what's gonna happen here and this, that, and the third. So I do agree. The Mandalorian barely has a script. Like people barely talk in that show. They just kind of walk around and like and, all, and whatnot. It's um, all two noises. Yeah, and it's like, you know, they'll talk a little bit, but it's like yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things you can kind of. I do think, as far as for the, I think for the most part, it's like it will be a fun show to see what kind of wins and stuff like that. And there is a lot of mm-hmm. new kind of different choices than the norm. Some of these here. categories are stacked. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be really hard it's to kind of series is probably the one that like I'm I don't know because like all five shows are great. You know, Mayor of East Town, I May Destroy You, WandaVision, The Queen's Gambit, and The Underground right. Railroad. But see, like you read those out, and like like you know all of those shows and the talk and the hype that they all gave, but they all have. I feel like they all have something more important to say than WandaVision, to be perfectly honest. Yes. And that's why yeah. having WandaVision in a limited series that has Mare Town May Destroy You, Queen's Gambit, and the Underground Railroad, it just seems off to me. <laughs> okay, and again, I, I, like, I, I can agree. It is, that's the only thing. You got the list like, well, You're looking at it, yeah. Like you're, That's the only reason why I was like, one of these is not like the other. Like, I have nothing yeah. against WandaVision, but like, look at this list. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know? Uh, on one on one point I'm like, yeah, cape shit is like, you know, noms. But I, yeah. I, I I get it. Yeah. I just the one thing that I really held on to me for WandaVision as a show was the fact that I have still yet to see the kind of hype that the show had mm-hmm. when it was come when it was out week yeah. after week after week. And yeah. no matter like Loki two, not just Falcon and Winter Soldier, but like Loki two, everyone's just geeking out over the over the you know, the alligator, or whatever. But like <laughs> there was a sense of like dread and mystery after each mm-hmm. episode of WandaVision that everyone was trying to figure out. People were staying up all times at night. I was staying up knowing that I had to be at work a few hours later mm-hmm. and stuff. Theories. Like I'm not staying up tonight for Loki. Like I watched that in the morning, fine. But like WandaVision, after episode like four, I was up every week trying to watch with everyone and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what they're kind of banking on is just how big of a show it was. Kind of like when they nominate shows like uh, like Stranger Things. Like they sometimes the no Did they the shows just Stranger get Things? They did like yeah yeah they used yeah they used to like the f- first couple of seasons oh mm-hmm. how many seasons is it like three That's I remember great. like season one two or season two got nominated for uh you know not drama but it was like something else I think it was I don't know but uh I feel like those were getting nom- those were getting nominated because of how big they became rather than like what actually happened on the show same thing with Game of Thrones like that last season no like <laughs> I, I don't know. But Game of Thrones was, like, good, like, good writing from, like, most of it. You know, obviously the last season sucked, but, like, it was, it was really well made. There was, it was really well, well written for a lot of it, you know, like, the characters were interesting. Not that WandaVision isn't interesting. It's, like, the characters never go break that boundary of, like, really going into different emotions and themes. And I, and I think Game of Thrones did. I'm more so talking about the last season. Like, it still got nominated yeah. for, like, yeah, eight, yeah, you're right. like, 800 awards. And all the other yeah. seasons are goaded, of course. I love them all. I watch yeah. them, you know, repeatedly. I, but the last season, you just it just it just I, comes with, like, like it, it comes to, like, you know, when, when the Emmys, where there's a show where I used to, there's, like, a show. They nominate every year, and I still, I don't even know Ozark? what channel it is on. No, not Ozark. is amazing. But, like, I don't, it's, like, a, sh- a random show that nobody watches or talks about. They nominate like every year. It always year. happens. Even and I remember, like, <laughs> you know. So maybe they're even, just trying to like boost some stuff this year. I think, man. Yeah. Like, no, I, I do think so. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Especially like, um, even with Lovecraft Country, it's it's really funny that they're nominated for so much, and people, mm-hmm. the hype around Lovecraft Country was absolutely ridiculous when it came out. Like mm-hmm. Sunday night was bumping every single time that that show was on, and now like you're not picking it up for season two, like it's just questionable. Yeah, and it's just, I think the show I'm thinking about is like Veep. 
I remember like Veep yes. every year, oh, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, I I yeah. never had any idea what channel yeah, it's it on, really what time it comes on. It was just always, I just always saw Veep, and I'm like, what the hell is Veep? I like, like it. Yeah. I, I have to watch I, it still. I, I was like, am I dumb? I don't know what's going on. But like, all right, let's get into see to these awards. Uh, drama series, we have The Boys, Bridgerton, The Crown. That's also a show that just gets whatever every That's season. That's what I was saying. Uh, the Crown yeah. every year. <laughs> every yeah, year the, doesn't matter. The it's... Handmaid's Tale, Lovecraft yeah. Country, The Mandalorian, Pose, and This Is Us. This Is Us is another one too. Like it's I, on. Man. Yeah, but that one's on television, which is awesome. That's like yeah. the only one that's like yeah. on like cable, actual like a uh, you know yeah. NBC. You know, that's like the last. It's, it's holding on by a by a grip, I guess. But mm-hmm. drama series. Uh, that's that's the nominations. Uh, lead actress in a drama series. We have Uza Aduba, um, in In Treatment. Olivia Coleman, The Crown. Emma Corrin, The Crown. Elizabeth yeah. Moss, The Handmaid's Tale. MJ Rodriguez for Pose. Yeah. Uh, they spelled the name wrong. Uh, Journey Smollett for Lovecraft Country, mm. uh, which is a great nominee. Thank God. Um, lead actor in a drama series, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, Jonathan Majors for Lovecraft Country, Josh O'Connor for The Crown, mm. uh, Reggie Jean Page for Bridgerton, uh, Billy Porter for Pose, and Matthew Rice for Perry Mason. Uh, limited series, I May Destroy You, Mayor of Easttown, <laughs> The Queen's Gambit, The Underground Railroad, and Manda's Favorite, WandaVision. Neat. That <laughs> uh, lead actress in a limited series slash movie, uh, Michaela Cole, I May Destroy You, uh, Cynthia Arrivo, uh, yeah, Genius Aretha. Yeah. Elizabeth Olsen, WandaVision, Anya Taylor-Joy, The Queen's Gambit, Kate Winslet, mm-hmm. Mayor of Easttown. Also a staff uh, category. Yes, yeah, yeah. very, very busy. Are. Lead actor in a limited series slash movie, Paul Bettany, WandaVision, Hugh Grant for The Undoing, Ewan McGregor for Houston. Woo! Lin, yeah. Lin Manuel, man, Ooh. I think you're the only one who watched that show. I'm I loved it. I like Houston. <laughs> yeah, yes, Tyler. Oh my like, god! I heard no. I heard. I, I, I saw Amanda put a review up, and I said, "Is anyone else watching this thing or what?" It was I, um, fantastic. I watched it and kept my thoughts to myself because no one else watched it. So, oh, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> It so then we have Lynn Manuel Miranda for Ooh. Hamilton, Leslie Odom Jr. for Hamilton. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yo, they already series. won Tony. Sorry. I'm just saying. Like. I know they just ridiculous. I don't know what's going on. Hamilton Comedy series. Forever. We have Blackish, Cobra Kai, Emily in Paris, Hacks, The Flight Attendant, The Kaminsky Method, Pen 15, and Ted Lasso. I think Ted Lasso. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Like, I don't understand. Didn't like sex education. Uh, season yeah. two come out last year. Didn't yeah. the Babysitters Club come out last year? Like, Sex what? Education, I think, wasn't that? It was Sex last year. It was last year. What in no, the that world? Season, that and season I, was great. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't even know Emily in Paris was a comedy. But, <laughs> but, but whatever. The only time I laughed. Which season Emily of Sex Education Paris? is that? Is that season two? Yeah, it should be. Um. Ozark was, Ozark was last year. Maybe they were on last year's awards. I don't know how this works. Maybe, I'm just waiting. Like, for when, like when's the cutoff? Ozark. Like Ozark has been waiting on that last season for forever. I'm, I'm losing interest. Yeah. Uh, okay, lead actor in a comedy series: Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method, Damn. William H Macy for Shameless. He gets nominated every year. No one talks I about know. Shameless anymore. Uh, Jason lost. Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, Ken Thompson for Keenan. I think Ted Lasso is gonna like sweep a lot because that show is like crazy. Everyone talks it has about a lot it. of buzz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lead actress in the comedy series: Aidy Bryant for Shrill, 
Kaylee Cuoco for the flight attendant, Allison Janey for mom, Tracy Ellis Ross for blackish, and Gene Smart for hacks. What's hey, hacks? Where's that? that that's HBO. HBO. Max. Oh, all right. Uh, okay. Reality competition program. The Amazing Race. Nailed it. RuPaul's Drag Race. Top Chef. The Voice. RuPaul's Drag Race. Please. Thank you. Uh, variety Top RuPaul. Series. Conan. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Jimmy Kimmel Live. Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Those are like the big kind of awards. Yeah. Um, anyone have any thoughts on any on any of the uh, categories? Any are you guys rooting for anything? Uh, Tyler. Uh, I was surprised to see Giancarlo Esposito got in as uh for the Mandalorian. So, I, he's competing again. Uh, that what's this? I forget how to say his name, but the guy the guy from uh, uh Black Widow the the um, Black Widow. Well, what's his face? His her like the her fellow. like Alfred guy, her like best friend. That oh, the fellow that just shows up like twice. Oh, the friend zone dude. Yeah, I didn't realize he was. <laughs> no I, cap. I, he straight. He really was. I was like, damn. It's, it's I didn't realize he was in The Handmaid's Tale, but I guess good for him because he got nominated. Oh, I didn't know that either. So I didn't know he was in that show either. Yeah, he was in The Handmaid's Tale. I was surprised when I was looking through the nominations when they were announced, and I was like, oh, that the Black Widow guy. He's an uh, outstanding supporting actor in a drama series. Uh, yeah, um, outstanding supporting actress and uh, oh, okay, yeah, the usuals, you know, uh, Kate McKinnon, Olivia Coleman, all that stuff. Listen, I think the awards were gonna be are gonna be fun and stuff, and we'll see what happens. I don't think any cape shit is gonna win anything, but oh, there'll be a meltdown. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. Serious. I think people will be fine. I just think everyone just likes the nomination of it. WandaVision just sweeps it, gets twenty three wins. Oh, it's like it, it's like when uh, it's like when when Black Panther was nominated for the Academy Award, like almost nobody knew, nobody expected it to win. But it's just the fact that it got nominated. I yeah, guess. it's a big like deal. A, hey, yeah. good, you know what I mean. So I guess that's how some people feel about the Wandavision nominations. Does anyone have what Falcon and Winter Soldier was nominated for? It's it, all the tech stuff. It was nominated for visual effects and yeah. and, and stunt performance. Yeah, uh, I agree. Stunt with coordination and Don sound, sound editing and, yeah, and Don Cheadle. <laughs> I guess I mean, of yeah. all the performances in *Falcon Winter Soldier*, like, for a nomination, Don oh Cheadle. God. It's so funny. He had one line, and I'm like, okay, did you really help like Anthony Mackie that much? <laughs> the entire series. Such but. a weird nomination. Weird. Is. Yeah. Is. Um, yeah. So that's that's the Emmy nominations. That's the big Emmy nominations, uh, everyone. So yeah, mm-hmm. I guess we'll see what happens. All right. Next, uh, we have a story on Deadpool finally in the MCU. Amanda, take it away. Okay. So I lost it today because I missed Deadpool. As you should. I did because I, I miss <laughs> Deadpool more than anything. I really do think it is horrendous that we've waited this long for Deadpool three. Um, but, you know, Disney, 20th Century Fox, AO did some stuff and things. But regardless, um, ben, I said Van City Reynolds. My God, because I'm looking at his Twitter. Ryan Reynolds and uh, Taika Waititi. I know. It's his Twitter we're calling, handle. We're calling people by their Twitter handles. My bad. <laughs> uh, but Taika Waititi, who's also in Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, I found out today, which that's terrible because the free guy trailer has been played over and over again so for the many past times. year and a half. <laughs> I was like, Oh shit. So, uh, they decided to do a promo for free guy and it was Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and Taika Waititi as Korg. We all love Korg. So they came together to do a 
you know, YouTube reaction to the new Free Guy trailer saying that it's only going to be in theaters August 12th. So there's like a four minute video of Korg and Wade Wilson just going back and forth. There's great banter and they wanted to watch the Free Guy trailer and it made my entire month. I'm just so happy that Wade's back. But here's the question. Does this mean that Deadpool is officially in the MCU? Because that's what Ryan Reynolds kind of said on his Instagram. He titled his Instagram video of this trailer reaction with Deadpool is in the MCU, blah, blah, blah. But he could be trolling. But, you know, we don't know what that exactly entails. If Deadpool makes a cameo in Thor Love and Thunder, this would be cool, Taika, if you listen to this. So when I saw this, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was like a little teaser thing for Thor Love and Thunder. And I was like, like when when I first opened my Twitter and I saw the video, I was like, no way they're are they putting Deadpool in Thor Love and Thunder. But Mm -hmm. this is like the official kind of thing that kind of realization that Deadpool is like he's still gonna be around and I of course I don't think they Deadpool the the, the two movies they made too much money for them not to like use Deadpool and I just think what what's happening now is that they're just trying to figure out how um you know with the R rating and all type of stuff and I don't really think it's that hard you know to be frank but I don't know it's interesting too much money for them not to not to do anything with Deadpool. So I just think what they're doing now is they're just trying to figure out how to kind of incorporate him. And I think what's happening is that I remember a couple of years ago, Feige said he had a plan until 2025 of MCU movies before the whole Fox thing. Mm-hmm. And I kind of I kind of think that was true because if if you guys realize, like we have we don't really have anything for Blade. Like, that's the one MCU movie that, like, we really don't have any, like, set things or director. When are we filming? This, that, and the third. We have, like, everything else but that. And I think that's because he wasn't planning Blade. And Mahershala Ali called him and said, hey, I want to be Blade. So what are you going to say? You can't say you can't say no. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, he's, you know, I, I think Blade kind of messed up the plans a little bit. So I think that's why it's taken so long for stuff to come out about Blade because it's not in the plan. So I think they're just trying to figure out a way to put Deadpool into the thing. Uh, the problem that everyone seems to have as far as like them goes is that are they going to make him PG-13? I don't think they're going to make the movie PG-13. I think they'll make it R. But I think when you add him to people's movies, he'll be pg-13 but he'll just ha- you know just find a way to kind of figure out his like his jokes you know and kind of incorporate it into into like a pg-13 manner maybe like maybe like bleep out the, the uh, curse words and mm-hmm. stuff like that and have him break the fourth wall you know it could work but i, I really do after seeing him with cork i really do want to see him like interact with the other characters like i just think it, it'll be a complete waste when you have spider-man right there and mm-hmm. there's so many comic runs of spider-man and deadpool and i would love to see something like that or him and the him and the guardians or just something you know so well uh, they let's have go the to x-men you. coming so yeah yeah, that, yeah they have so that. that would make sense right yeah. they have the x they 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 haven't even like they, the only the only fox project that they like they're, they're starting production on is the fantastic four like the logo and the director and they don't have, they don't have a cast yet, but I think that that's what comes next. Maybe at the next Disney investor day or something, but that's the only like Fox merger project that like seems to have any kind of update. Everything else is mm-hmm. kind of like on the back burner. And um, 
it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But um, uh, Tyler, what do you think of this teaser and stuff and, and the implications of Deadpool in the MCU? Yeah, I thought it was a really fun teaser. I mean, of course, as someone who also does YouTube-related content similar to that video, I thought it was kind of a fun homage to that content. But just in the context of their conversation, I thought it was really hilarious having him interact with Korg. Great promotion, I guess. It, well, also, I guess in the promotional aspect, it was a great cross-promotion to have your all of your properties and you can just flex them to the point where you can promote mm-hmm. your other properties with your other properties. I think that's a very interesting way that Disney can do things because they own yeah. everything. But um, yeah, I think it's cool that we're actually getting some sort of, I guess, confirmation that he's in the MCU, even if, well, at least he's, he's trying to be in the MCU. I think that was part of the fun novelty of it is he wants to be in the MCU and he has Korg because everyone else has Disney Plus shows. I thought that was a very fun, fun little element to it. Is he, that was, I guess he was stuck with Korg. He didn't really want Korg for his little reaction show. But uh, yeah, I don't know how they're going to incorporate him. I think that it would make sense to incorporate him in like some sort of weird way just because it's a it's Deadpool. I don't know if maybe they could do it through Multiverse of Madness where he could just be like hopping in in some shape or form because you know alternate realities all that stuff i mean maybe i mean they could even be like you know have um, other deadpools because he could you know they could there could be variants of deadpool and we could oh maybe he, so he could <laughs> hunt, maybe, maybe he could fight his other variants there could be a lot of other deadpools but um yeah i think he could i think he'll eventually show up i think they could find a way to censor him in like a fun comedic kind of way and he can break the fourth wall because i know that they already said that they're going to do some fourth wall breaking in she hulk so, I mean, it makes sense to have him also break the fourth wall and kind of talk to the camera because that is kind of like his thing. So it'll be interesting to see him in how he's incorporated. I think that they can do a good job with it depending on who they have. I think Brian Reynolds is just so good as the character and he has a lot of faith in, uh, I guess, the writing staff and all the people around him. It'll, it'll, it'll work out. I don't know how long it'll take until he's in the movies or TV shows. But uh, I think it'll be interesting whenever he does eventually pop up. I think he could very easily be someone you could plug and play in a lot of different movies, and he doesn't really have to have, like, a major role. I think he could very easily just pop into a movie for, like, a scene or two, and it would be hilarious, like a cameo. (laughs) Kind of like in the same vein as, like, a Stan Lee cameo, but, like, it's it's Deadpool. But just because because you can have him in it, like, why not? Yeah, I would love that. And I, I think audiences are, like, missing Deadpool. I know I am. I, I, I just, the Deadpool movies was such a breath of fresh air when they mm-hmm. came out because, like, like the last one came out in 2018. And what do we have in 2018? We had Black Panther. We had Infinity War. We had Ant-Man and the Wasp. And hey. stuff. <gasps> Whoa. And, and, Whoa. And, and, um, Whoa. Trash, 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 trash. Anyway, um, <laughs> we had those. And it's like, you know, MCU is great to me. Like, I, I, I love it and all that stuff. But, like, the Deadpool movies were just such a breath of fresh air where like they're cursed, they're cursing. There's not really a universe you have to like think about when you're setting these movies up. You kind of just get to have fun and do your thing. So I am kind of missing Deadpool a lot, you know? So it was very nice to see the, the video they did today. And I just think they'll be really, really silly not to use Deadpool. You have ways you can use him with this multiverse thing. Maybe in like um, No Way Home, they set up some type of cameo or something like that, like a funny one. Or even in Multiverse of Madness, there's ways you can like put him in. very self-aware of the fact that like you know everything around him is very much like uh i guess not as it seems i guess in the in simple terms because i mean we right. they had the jokes in 
Deadpool 2 and Deadpool 1 when it comes to him being self-aware and the the X-Men, you know, James McAvoy is McAvoy or Stewart. That was the that was the line. So he's very right, aware right. of stuff around him changing. So I think they could very easily implement that into him in the MCU. Or the or I mean, like you said with Spider Man No Way Home, where it's like, Oh my god, there's like three Spider Men. <laughs> so I think mm-hmm. that'd be I think that'd be a great way to introduce him at least uh, to other characters in the MCU. Yeah, I agree. I just think it's I think it's time, you know. Uh, Kayla, how about you? Did you watch this teaser? Are you excited yeah. to see Deadpool in the MCU? What do you think? Yeah, it was cute. And I thought I mean, I feel like we've been talking this about this for a while, ever since like the Fox acquisition and then they announced X Men, so like it made mm-hmm. sense for Deadpool uh to come in and interact. Um, so yeah, I really like this this teaser and i'm i'm so confused though not confused but i feel like i've seen this free guy trailer and P- free guy and peter rabbit those trailers i've seen so many freaking times it's like yeah <laughs> every time i go to the movies for the past like for how long i've always seen those trailers and now i'm starting to think they're fake movies but apparently they're real <laughs> so, when is free guy coming out is it in like a new is it like month? it's month? august 12th I think. Okay. Right. Yeah, Ooh. they got to ramp up that campaign for like the eighteenth time. <laughs> I mean, I'll be so glad, honestly, when the when the when the uh, the delayed movies are like done, I'll be so happy. I just remember like how many. I'm so glad the, like the King's Black Widow is like done because man, by like the fifth Black Widow trailer, I'm like, dude, they got worse as they went on too. I was like, what? It's a you know. You know what I saw? You know what's really funny? Okay, so when I was like said, okay, we did the review and um for our reviews, I go to I do the trailers in front of the review. And I was going to get the Black Widow one and like the first two trailers, they I don't know you Tyler correct me, or Amanda correct me if I'm wrong. Can you take out the release date of something on on YouTube videos? Um you mean like and the at the end of the at the end of the videos or in the description or like in the description like when when it when it came out can you, you like block that uh, you can you can change the descriptions in videos yeah yeah, yeah. well the release date for both black widow trailers are like gone well, like, when i went to go look like for when it, they like, were oh, posted when the trailers are yeah. posted yeah like you know how if you go okay say if i go yeah. want to watch the dune trailer it'll be like uh january 11th that you know what i mean whatever like mm-hmm. the Black Widow ones, the, the the dates are gone, and I was that's like, "Oh, so that's so weird." Thing. Because think... I'm like, "Well, it's been out for like a year." <laughs> the trailer, so they're like, "Shit." Well, I just... thought it was funny over over the many delays for so many movies that they just gave up on actually doing release dates. They just said coming to theaters, and that, yeah, coming to theaters soon. They just left like it. That. They just left it at that. Like we're not going to put any dates on these anymore. We're losing a lot of money by making all of these promotional <laughs> with all these different release dates. So we're just going to be like, it's coming eventually. Right, so um, yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. But I am, I mean, I I don't know when the next. I think the next. I think the next, like, uh, big, the next big delayed movies, like The King's Man, and then I think we're done after that. The King's Man, uh, Death on the Nile. Uh, yeah, jungle. I, I just mean, like the jungle ones that have like a thousand trailers, I just want them to come out and be done. They just put out like, another trailer you know, for the King's Man not that long yeah, ago. No I one, didn't no even. One moved. I, no one, no one <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even look at it. I got the email. I'm like, oh. I I, I only like, watched okay. it because it was in front of Black Widow. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. So I just, yeah, I'll be glad when all of those are done and we get some new trailers in the theaters. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So next we have, mm-hmm. speaking of trailers, uh, we have a story on the Dune trailer. Mm-hmm. Kayla, 
you can take that away. Yeah, uh, so I guess IMAX is doing a preview event for Dune um, on July 21st and 22nd in select cities. Um, it's not like where you like go to the movies and they're going to show before a movie. It's like a free event where you like reserve your seat and you go and you just go to the theater to see this Dune preview. Um, and it's like it sounds like there's going to be like substantial amount of like footage and like interview material, like a little maybe like 15, 20 minute thing. I don't know how long it'll be, but it sounds like it's more than like a five minute thing. Um, so that's exciting. I think they're going about um, that promotional thing really well, yeah. especially since yeah. we've been waiting so long. But they haven't been giving us like too much where we're like, oh, my God, we're so tired of saying like doing shit. Um, so like this does really get you hyped Whoa. for it. And I'm excited. I don't know if I'm going to see it or not because it's going to be in Los Angeles and that's like an hour from me. So that I don't know if I need to drive an hour just to see this Dune preview. But it sounds part like fun. Me, part of me feels like, why don't you just do that in front of like Suicide Squad yeah. or something? I feel like it's super, listen, listen, I love me my movies. I'm a movie buff and I have, you know, walls of like Blu-rays and I love me some trailers. But dude, I'm not I'm not getting a ticket to go see a trailer. I'm sorry. Like, I do think that I is just a think, bizarre tactic just, and it i'm super excited right yeah, like i'm super excited for dune yeah exactly like tenant did the five minute imax thing mm. for movie i don't forget what it was in front of but it was Fortnite. like for imax movies and it was great and i <laughs> loved it and stuff but like i want to watch a movie app can you imagine just going into a theater sitting down for 10 minutes and then just it's not even gonna be 10 minutes is it like five minutes and then leaving no, it sounds like I feel like it's gonna be more than that. That's why then, because it sounds because it sounds like they ha they're gonna have like interviews and stuff. So it sounds like it's right. gonna be like a fifteen minute thing, maybe. I don't know. I yeah. suspect though. I suspect, which is why I might need to go to the to the LA one, is that they're. I feel like they're gonna have surprises. Yeah, Ooh, like what? Like some food? Maybe food. <laughs> maybe good. like freebies. Maybe maybe people showing up to this Ooh. to to maybe like well, a new york or listen. la one listen i know anybody anybody coming to boston so i yeah they'll be coming here either sorry move to california <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just i don't i'm all set but i'm excited for dune and i'm i'm sure they'll put the like when when this is over they'll put the trailer in front of their movies coming out but um, yeah, Suicide Squad is the next Warner Brothers thing. No, actually, well, Space Jam is this week, and then Suicide Squad, I believe, is a couple weeks after Space yeah, Jam. That's so um, no one's no one's moving for that too. What's going on? Okay, so yeah, I just wish they would put it put it in front of something, you know. Um, okay, uh, Amanda or Tyler, are you guys getting tickets to these ticket to these trailers or something? Um. Uh, I'll hopefully if my theater's open by then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> caveat for Amanda. Yeah. Well, it's opening this Friday, so if I can go watch Space Jam and IMAX, then I'm going to try to figure something out because I think they'll work it differently in Canada because they always do. So Yeah. We'll see. yeah. So I guess we'll see how it plays. I mean, maybe if I, I'm, I'm, maybe if I want to go see something else and just so happens to be the same day as the Dune thing, maybe I'll do mm -hmm. both. Or someone yeah, will just leak it, was, it online like they usually do. Yeah, it, it will be, and then they'll be forced to release it on YouTube, and then um, that's how I mean, I'm going to that, that is how the cycle goes. So if I just <laughs> wait long enough, someone will just leak <laughs> it on the internet. I'll wait for the yeah. leaks. Uh, okay, uh, we have the Loki finale tomorrow. Tyler, um, any... Oh, was that my, was that my cue? <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> well, 
Uh, obviously, as we already mentioned, we are finally have come to the end of Loki. It's been a fun six weeks. It's 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 kind of crazy how fast these shows have gone for the Disney Plus shows. I mean, I should say besides WandaVision, WandaVision was nine nine episodes. The, the sixth right. episode one was the last two with Wanda, not WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki with the sixth episode. They just feel much faster. It feels like you yeah, just they go like, by quick. Like right when they're getting like really intense, they're they're over. Like, so I mean, I, 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 so that's been, that's been kind of a bummer when it comes to these limited series with six episodes. But you know, as we're wrapping things up, we're coming to a close. We had the amazing episode last week with all the different Loki variants: classic Loki, boastful Loki, kid Loki, alligator Loki, the real MVP of them all. Uh, we're finally getting to the. It seems like we're the, to the uh, what do you, what do you call it? The uh, the final boss, if you will, of the Loki show. Boss <laughs> battle. We faced we faced yeah. off against Elias, the guard of this giant castle, and uh, it seems like we're gonna get some answers when it comes to uh, the end of the show. When it comes to Sylvie, Loki, and maybe even like Miss Minutes and Ravana Renslayer. So, I mean the course theories are ra- ra- running rampant throughout all six oh episodes God. you know uh, only thing i hope about tomorrow because i'm gonna sleep good and i'm gonna <laughs> wake up and watch it i just don't want to see twitter up in a blaze it's you know? gonna happen that's what i because mean because everyone Always. is setting themselves up for failure mm-hmm. king and this person and every, and I'm every hearing, time i'm hearing all the names again and i'm like y'all it's probably just gonna be loki every yeah superior loki i agree you know that's it and everyone is setting themselves up and twitter after wandavision was a complete disaster like (laughs) every marvel disney plus show everyone there's a large sect of the internet that is just angry because yeah, it, it, is, it, it was like that for WandaVision because there was no Mephisto. <sighs> Everybody was angry for Wild Falcon Winter Soldier because Sharon, really. Sharon was the power broker. I mean, we were just mad because did they chose Sharon to be the power yeah. broker. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I'm just saying yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of people yeah. were angry. That was why. It wasn't like, oh, we expected a big baddie. It's like, no. What no, but I mean, there's always, some, there's always like a large thing in every finale that people get angry yeah. over. And right, then, and, and, and also just the flag smashers just weren't very good. Yeah, but uh, Loki, trash. Loki now. I mean, Kang is like the big, I guess, Mephisto, if you will, of this show. Will he fully mm-hmm. rear his head this time? I mean, at least, at least, I guess, in the context of everything, at least, like, there's actually a person we know cast as Kang. It's not like yeah. Mephisto in that, like, nobody's been officially cast, and we just kind of assume he's going to pop they up. They haven't talked about him once, and we all just kind of, you know, went with the... It, it just ma- it makes sense for him to be at least name-dropped. I mean, or, yeah. or at least they can, co- they can cop out and they can do a variant of Kang, where mm. it's not actually Jonathan Major's Kang, it's just one of the variants of him, if they really mm. want to go there. But uh, yeah, that's at least kind of how I feel the theories are going to go as far as my predictions. I feel like it's probably going to maybe either be, well, I feel like it's definitely probably going to be another Loki. Like if I had to put my money on it, yeah. I feel like it's just going to be another Loki that's like running things in that castle or Miss Minutes. I mean, Miss Minutes, is, I've, I've just always been very skeptical of Miss Minutes with that Southern draw, Tara Strong. But uh, yeah, I think it could be another Loki. It could be Kang. It could be a variant mm-hmm. of Kang. Uh, but we'll see. Do you got what are you guys' thoughts when it comes to theories, if you have any, or what you think is going to happen in so, the final episode? Real quick, my my worry when it comes to like them doing these kind of reveals is I feel like, listen, I feel like they're not gonna reveal Kang because we would know who he is, but like 
Jeff from down the street who likes to watch <laughs> Marvel movies and has never read a comic or listened to the Deary videos or watch any of that stuff or has a Twitter page will have no idea who this fella, who this blue fella is. Maybe so it'll be like the same, same as the Avengers, the end of the Avengers, where at the very end, you just see Thanos he'll just turn, turn around. around. Great. <laughs> but like my mom last week, when I said, did you watch Loki? Did you like it? She said, I like it. I just don't know what's going on. And I said, <laughs> well. <laughs> that's understandable. That's, I mean, that's just what happens when it comes to these shows. And I saw WandaVision kind of leaning towards that, towards the last couple of episodes, where if you're a complete casual and you have no idea who these people are, mm -hmm. what these references are, you're just going to be lost. And I think you have to, they usually do a good job at like making it, you know making it fun for casuals as well as making it fun for hardcores and one example i'll say of that is like at the end of the end of infinity war half my audience did not know what that logo meant for right. Captain marvel you know but yeah. the point of that scene was to symbolize hope like something good is coming as far as like, you just watch the sad ending. You watch Spider-Man just die. You watch Black Panther just like, you know, you know, all these, all your favorites, Groot said, I'm Groot and he just vanished. So you're sad. So this logo, if, 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 if Patricia has no idea what that logo is, she knows that, Hey, that means something good is happening. And maybe she can turn to whoever she's with. Do you know? Like there was a person next to me and Alex who was like, who's that? And I said, it's Captain Marvel and she's going to help. And he said, great. And then he left. <laughs> and it's fine. You there know? you go. And I, think, and I think that's what they have to do now. Now, if they just go into this castle and it's Kang, my mother's going to be like, who? And I'm going to be like, well, that's Kang. And yeah, I just don't think they should do that. Do like a little cam, you know, do like a little cameo in the post credit. But I fully expect it to be like a Loki variant and it's like superior Loki. And it's like, well, yeah, um, it's one of those things, I guess, before Black Widow came out, I figured that they weren't going to like cross reference like too heavily between mo movies and show. Like, I know they're obviously all connected and they're trying to connect them to the big movies. And obviously uh, Falcon is now Captain America and he's going to be in the movies now as Captain America, I, I didn't really expect them to kind of have, like, make you try and watch them to understand the shows, like how Black Widow has that post credit scene where Yelena gets the whole thing from Madam Hydra, and you see that she's going to go try and kill Hawkeye, I assume, in his show. So, so I imagine, yeah, I agree. But, <laughs> but wow, that's what, that's, because, because of that scene, though, it makes me think if maybe, maybe they'll try and connect it in, in some shape or form. Because I feel like Loki's going to end up, or I should say a Loki is going to end up in Multiverse of Madness just because it would make sense. I just because I feel like they're going to maybe set that up at the end, maybe, maybe a post credit scene. I feel like they're yeah. definitely going to plant seeds for wherever okay. these characters pop up in the future, whether it be Kang and Quantumania or the Loki and or Sylvie or Miss Minutes or anybody else in Multiverse of Madness and Thor Love and Thunder and all that stuff. I mean, it seems like they're definitely trying to keep them together. It's not like you have to only, if you don't, if you watch the shows, then you, you won't, you, you won't get the full picture unless you watch everything. That seems to be their goal. My 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 theory is that is Richard Richard E. Grant and he's the I would like that like, I would like that. I think I think I think mm. he I think he was fooling people with a little spiel. I hope it's alligator Loki. 
No. Oh, I would lose my mind. Uh, Amanda, how how are you feeling? How are you going going into the finale? Are you excited? Um, you like you don't care? You bland it bland whatever. <laughs> I, kind of, I I agree with you guys. I don't uh I don't know what what to even expect anymore at this point. I don't think it's going to be Kang as much as I would want it to be Kang because I love Jonathan Majors. So it'd be a cool thing to see him, but I'd rather have his debut on the big screen because he's so freaking powerful in the MCU. So to debut him on a show, I don't think would be beneficial. And a lot of people may not watch Loki, as you said, so he won't know. Um, I do think it is another variant of Loki, maybe like an older Loki, someone who, you know, knows everything about that like the multiverse and all of that stuff so i think it could be that instead of a big baddie because as i've said in like multiple um in my reviews i've noticed that the villain in the mcu shows and even in black widow for phase four has been very contained to their universe and that story that they built within the television show so Mm -hmm. it wasn't wasn't really Mephisto. He would have been a big baddie for WandaVision. Instead, we got Agatha and we got White Vision. Falcon and Witch Soldier had um, Power Broker and the stupid Flag Smashers. So we didn't expect <laughs> oh. anyone else to come in. And then Loki, I really do think it's going to be a variant because the entire show is about variants. So I think it's very contained to the structure that they built. Um, so yeah, I don't really have, it it could change everything in regards to like multiverse and timelines, but I don't think it's going to be a shocking reveal tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I think it's going to be like, all right. There was a funny thing that I thought was interesting because I didn't think about it too much until I saw a lot more people talking about it. Like, did you like when I remember a couple episodes back when Sylvie like nuked the timeline and then Mm -hmm. like it was never brought up like ever again. Like (laughs) I thought that was really bizarre. I thought that was going to like have a lot of like ramifications because like you just Mm -hmm. saw all of the different timeline spikes and then it's just kind of never been talked about again. Like I wonder if like that was that important. Like will that will I'm trying I I put I put uh, put a tab in that for later and I'm hoping maybe something will be revealed about it in this episode, but I feel like it was, just wasn't very important. Yeah, so I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, all right, let's go into this recent news, the A24 sale. Amanda, take it away. Yeah, so this literally broke right before our show. (laughs) So A24 recently explored a possible sale uh, with the indie film studio floating an asking price of between $2.5 billion to $3 billion. So personally, A24 needs, like, it's an independent film studio, I get that, but I do think that if it did go mainstream, it would help these uh, filmmakers a bit more and get their library onto a different streaming service so it could be more accessible. So I would love if like Apple TV would pick up. That was actually my choice too. Yeah. But yeah, it, I, yeah, go ahead. I feel like I watch all my A24 movies on Amazon video already. That's yeah. fair. I've seen that too. It's either Amazon or that, but or the like reason. Netflix. We, yeah, but the reason why I wouldn't expect it to go to Amazon is because it just acquired MGM. Mm. So that's the only reason why I've, I'm like leaning towards Apple TV Plus because they, they do. Cash. Yeah, <laughs> a they have that cash, and B they do need some form of a studio's library. 
because they don't really have a lot to offer people for the subscription other than their originals, which aren't necessarily bad. But if they want to start stacking things up and, and make them more accessible for the viewer, I think that Apple TV Plus would be beneficial. Yeah, just put like an A24 section on the app. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be totally down. No, like, no, no, uh, no. Because I am not paying for it. I am not paying for <laughs> Apple hey, TV. Listen. No. You're going to get the Apple TV. I, it's like $5. I already uh, don't cancel. I already have Amazon Prime because I, you know, I need to buy stuff quickly and I need it to ship quickly. And I just get my, you know, Amazon video with that. You know, <laughs> I, what am I going to buy Apple TV for? And now I have to buy it because I like A24 movies. Oof, Don't do that Ted to Lasso. me. Do not Ted do that Lasso. to me. Morning do not split the market for me like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I think they could start doing more TV shows. Like Euphoria is like a it's it's an HBO product right now. But listen, if Apple TV Plus buys A24, then the Euphoria could easily be a Apple TV Plus. I would not uh, be happy with that show. Well, <laughs> listen. Someone's gotta. Someone's gotta buy this thing. I have two point three million. No billion. <laughs> I think it's quite a lot. But I mean, there's a lot of great. That's, that's really high for a that's studio. That's a lot of money. Because I'm looking. Because I'm looking at like past deals. I mean, a lot of them have been Disney. But like uh, other oh, people, when it comes yeah. to Disney acquiring, you got to think like, yes, it was over a decade ago for some of these things that they've acquired. But like, Disney bought Star Wars for four billion dollars. Like yeah, Star Wars, like Star yeah. Wars, and and you're well, talking and you're talking someone buying a twenty four for two two and a half to three. Yeah, that's well, fair. Like, well, uh, I mean, uh, I guess if you want prestige, maybe I would go a little bit. Maybe I would go like one point five billion. Maybe like yeah, that would probably what I would do. Um, because it's not like these movies blow away the box office when they come out, unless it's like a an award contender. Like, you know, like a moonlight or something. Well, like, like I think that. their well, highest grossing yeah. film is Hereditary. The thing is, though, that's why it would be beneficial for them to be bought by somebody because obviously their marketing and their distribution yeah. is just not where it should be because obviously I think yeah. a lot of these movies could have had a better box office and better Agreed. theater run if they had the right people. But obviously they don't have they don't have the power to do that with the team they have right now. So... Also, A24, like, if you're really trying to, like, say, stop with this. Their, their merch site is one of the most ridiculous oh, merch sites I've ever seen. I them. was on there the other day, oh, and they're God. selling lunch trays. Oh, no. yeah. What? They yeah, spend cause... more money on that than actually marketing their movies. <laughs> I, I have it's some true. of their merch, so I can't speak. Who is buying but... an A24 sock? I just don't get it. I just, <laughs> I just I I wanted to buy all the uncut gems merchandise, but they sold out before. You wanted that. You yeah. wanted that basketball man. The only yeah. A twenty four stuff that I bought, the only A twenty four stuff that I spent money on was I, I think I bought like a one of the candles, and I bought and I have two of the screenplay books. I have Moonlight and I have uh, Hereditary. I, I want the I, candles so bad. I bought the Midsummer Director's Cut. Uh, Same. Yeah, I had that too. That was like okay. it was like yeah. seventy bucks something it's like that. I, have that I don't too. want to talk about the price. It was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You over here like how about you put some of these like trailers on like got, twitter and they got like, dog stop. leashes now i saw that recently but you know oh now you know like when you see somebody with like a24 like you know clothing merch you know when to run now so there's I, that i get listen you <laughs> gotta be on apple tv plus you get an a24 section you let kayla buy it you know put down some money <laughs> someone TV better plus. buy apple tv for me because help <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you get a new phone 
you oh, can yeah, yeah, yeah. subscribe. I'm just letting you know because that's what Or can you imagine if Disney just bought it? I'd have no, to I, they, they buy everything. At the Stop. I don't think that would be a good buy whatsoever. Can you imagine yeah. just scrolling Star on Disney Plus and there's A24 section? You know what would be fun though? Like, but they wouldn't have the money or like, I don't know. Like I, a, get, to like, <laughs> I get to watch Midsummer and Avengers Endgame in the same exact place. Yes. No. No. <laughs> Go ahead, Kayla. I, I feel like movie or Criterion, like if they had the money to just like combine these two types of like, I feel like the marketing for both of those are kind of like the same and they're on the same vein. Um, so that'd be kind of fun. So both of them get better marketing. I don't know. I really would. Apple TV Plus. Get no. the iPhones and the <laughs> Apple TV Plus is the way to go. I agree no, no. Um, <laughs> speaking of Amanda, Amanda, it's 7 o'clock. You out of here? What? Yeah, unfortunately. We made it though. Almost. We did make it. We were almost done. Well, what do we got Ooh. left? Uh, it, didn't you want to talk about can? Wasn't that the last thing? Yeah, we'll talk about can. And then question. All right. Amanda, I yeah. guess. You can oh, get out of here. Yeah. Well, this was great, guys. And I'm sorry that I have to miss out on cans, but uh, okay. love you all. This is so much fun. I, I guess. And, don't, uh, run, don't run anybody over in that car. No, I promise oh, no. I won't. <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, well, let everyone where they can follow you and watch some reviews coming up on your channel this week, and yeah. we'll get going. Yeah, for sure. You guys can always find me over at AMX NDA Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox. You can check out my YouTube, Candid Cinema, and my website, CandidXCinema.com. I have a couple articles dropping. I will be covering Loki, Gunpowder Milkshake, and season two of Never Have I Ever, so I'm really excited. Did you watch Gunpowder Milkshake before you go? Um, not yet. I have to actually watch it tomorrow because I did I not wanna, get it I just, early. I just want to know if there's a reason too. for that damn title. That's all. That's just what I want to know. That's <laughs> they, they, they drink. Um, they drink milkshakes in the trailer. I guess. Uh, all right, uh, Amanda. Thank you, and we'll talk to you bye. later. Yeah, bye. bye. Um. Okay. Guys, let's get into cons real quick. Uh, we will talk about some of the... We'll go to Tyler for uh, the Cannes Film Festival. It should be wrapping up pretty soon. Yeah, there's only a couple days left, actually. The, it's been going on for a little bit of time now, the Cannes Film Festival this year. Actually, like, in person, which is also very cool that it's actually, like, an in-person festival this year, which is something mm -hmm. we haven't seen too much of over the last year and a half. But uh, there's been a lot of great stuff there. I don't know if you guys are aware or have been keeping up with some of the exciting things that have been debuting there. Um, one of the things that I think is hilarious that is uh, actually there, it didn't debut there, of course, but uh, uh, F9, the Fast Saga, is at Cannes Film Festival. Oh, my God. I, I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, there, are other, there are other more, I guess, uh, prestigious films, if you will, that are at Cannes this year. Um, you have Annette, which is, you know, the film that stars Adam Driver. Yeah. And you also have The French Dispatch, of course, Wes Anderson's latest. You have After Yang, which is what I'm personally excited for, uh, a, a sci-fi film from the director of Columbus. Uh, Colin Farrell is in it and Jodie Turner-Smith, so that's exciting for me. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of Val Kilmer's documentary there, but there's also they all that's also premiering there. I do want to watch that. Yeah, uh, that's the A twenty four documentary actually. Since mm -hmm. we just talked about A twenty four, that and uh, After Yang, they're both A twenty four films. Um, mm. Red Rocket is also premiering there. Uh, Sean yes. Baker's new film is first film since the Florida Project. Actually, I think it's been a couple years now since the Florida Project. Uh, the Souvenir Part Two, we get the Part Two. I, did, I had forgotten that that was actually still happening. 
but uh, cool for that. And also Stillwater, the Matt Damon flick, uh, Tom McCarthy. Oof, I'm all set. So that, those are like some of the big, I guess, heavy hitters that I can think of off the top of my head that are pre- that are premiering or appearing, I should say, because I'll include F9 in that as well. At the did Film Annette Festival play? Uh, yeah, Annette did play. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, because there was some very weird, uh, well, it was, I shouldn't say weird, but the reactions were very interesting to, to, certain, to certain scenes in the film. It sounded very strange. Yeah. Good. Um, okay. So, yeah, we have Annette. Uh, we have the ones I'm looking forward to. I really the one that really stuck out for me from the first reactions was after Yang. Uh, I really want to see that. Uh, we at we have a Cinemania World member at Cannes right now. Josie's right. there. I think she comes home tomorrow. Um, so we'll get her on the show at some point to talk about her experience at the Cannes Film Festival. But I was just really happy um, to just see a festival, like you said, Tyler. Again, and it was just it's a it's a, it's just a welcoming thing to see, and that we're finally going to be able to bump some shoulders again. Although, listen, I um, listen. I'm, I like these virtual festivals. I really do because, listen, at Comic-Con, it's just everybody be smelling and, <laughs> you know, everybody lit. Like, I packed the deodorant and, like, no one else did. And, like, I just yeah. need help at Comic-Con. Comic-Con was rough from, with, like, people just walking around in all types of way, you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to get back into that. I do miss that. I just I just miss those, 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 uh, those things a lot. So it was nice to see an actual festival being held. I think the next one is TIFF. Next, the next big one is TIFF, so... Uh, we'll see how Tiff goes. Uh, Kayla, anything from Cannes that you're looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, I was always excited for the French Diffs patch because I am a Timothée stan. And <laughs> I also I also am a big fan of Wes Anderson. But I just, well, there wasn't any buzz around the French Dispatch when it was going to come out in October of last year. And then suddenly... I'm hearing so many things. Um, so that really surprised me that it it's, it seems like it's actually going to be really, really good. And I'm excited to see it. Obviously, I'm excited for Annette, too, because yeah. my two mans, Adam Driver and Timothy. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm, I'm just excited to see. I really wanted to see. I really want to see Annette, see what's going on there. Uh, after the angle, like I said, still water. I don't know. I saw the trailer a couple months ago. I was like, it looks boring. Uh, and uh, the French Dispatch is going to be one of those Oscar kind of movies that I'm going to be excited to watch at the Boston Film Festival later this year. I know it's going to be there. So um, I'm just really excited to just to get into the fall, to get into the, the award award movies and stuff. So summer is always fun, but like I always love the fall. You have horrors and you have award contender, contenders. So I'm super excited. And we have a lot of cape shit. Sorry, Kayla. <laughs> Um, okay lastly we'll get into the questions of the day before we get off the show uh if you want to send us a question 617-509-3406 is that the right number what the hell uh if it isn't then whoever is number that is i'm sorry (laughs) yeah 506-349 okay uh this person here says by the way can you stop calling the number please people (laughs) people still doing that yes and i don't know what's going on here um okay this person here says, do you have any word on when we're getting updates and trailers for Miss Marvel and Hawkeye? Listen, uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's happening this year. You, I mean, they need something for later this year. I think I would, I would bet that at least one of them comes out before Come out. the end of 2021. I just, we got nothing. Like we don't got, we don't got a poster. I, we I don't mean, got like a. They're film. They've done. They've, I think they're both done filming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And I, just... I mean, as far as like stuff goes, I don't I mean I don't know offhand how many episodes uh, What If is, but yeah. I imagine it probably won't be too many episodes. I don't know because I mean there's a lot of animated scenarios, so it probably could like go longer than the the Disney Plus shows like Loki and all them. Right. But I would I wouldn't be surprised if they if they have like a I know there's probably gonna be Marvel well Disney Plus has had like a new like a new big show like every month whether it be Star Wars or Marvel and right. What If is next month so I imagine maybe October I feel like October or November we're due for at least one of those two shows right. I feel like, yeah I, I agree like, I feel like at least one of them will come out soon ish I hope because I just um yeah I, I the and of of the two I would much rather. Uh, of the two, I would much rather get some get Miss Marvel first. Sorry, Hawkeye. Um, but even I, with the Black Widow stuff. I, I say I feel like but, I feel like um, with the end credit scene of Black Widow, they're definitely probably gonna push for Hawkeye yeah, first. Yeah, I'm gonna be disappointed because I want to see Miss Marvel do her thing. You know. Um, they, okay, so I they guess got, they got a while before the Marvels comes out though. So I mean, yeah, if they want yeah, to yeah, push, that's fair. That's true. Kamala like- Khan show. Yeah, and they've been, like, doing all the old characters, so I think Hawkeye makes sense to just, like, get that out, and then, yeah. I know. <laughs> hey, I think it's mainly more of a Haley Steinfeld show than a Hawkeye show. That's the only show. reason why you vibing with uh, it. Nobody I'm excited for the dog and Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> and Yelena. I can't believe, on, on, how did they keep that under wraps? Like, I did we know, did, did that ever leak that Florence was going to be in that? No, they filmed it. I saw they filmed it in December because when they when the pandemic happened, things got all over the place. So they had to redo what the slate kind of was in the beginning slate. They didn't have to redo like the later slate for, regarding like Doctor Strange and Thor. But as far as the beginning one, like Black Widow, Falcon with the Soldiers. So they had to move a couple things around and they filmed that last minute, like in December to, to put that in Black Widow. That she was, you know, that was going to be the post credit scene. I think it was going to be something different. But like, um, did, how did they keep it under wraps that she was going to be in Hawkeye? Because I had no idea she was going to be in Hawkeye. I think I saw rumors that she was in Hawkeye, really? but not like a full. Well, I remember, thing. Yeah. yeah, I remember there were rumors between Falcon and Winter Soldier and and uh, Hawkeye. I guess maybe 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 one one was cut out. Maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it was just a mix up. But well, I knew that. I well originally. Julia Louise Dreyfus's character was going to premiere as this character in Black Widow, but mm. now that everything got switched around, her her debut was the Falcon Winter Soldier scene. Interesting. Yeah. So they had yeah. to shuffle so, that around. So yeah, so I'm I'm interested to see how it kind of plays out. I do want to see Elena again um, and stuff, preferably without the accent. But I would she love will, to see. I think she'll end up losing it eventually. Yeah. I think. I mean, she's. I mean, she's British. I mean, the the at Florence Pugh, I should say. So I mean, she, right. but she's already. She we already know she can do a great American accent. So. Yeah, maybe if so. she wants to go that way, maybe all of them do. I mean, Black Widow, a lot of them were going in and out of their accents, so we'll see. Okay, so this person here says, "Oh, it's Tequila." Wow. Oh man. <laughs> what about what about what about the rest of us? Jeez, Every time I come director. on here, this happens. I'm like, who is this? I don't know why he's so famous. It's kind of special. Annoying. <laughs> maybe you have a crush. I don't know who this <laughs> is, but okay. This person here says, "Kayla, as an LA native right now." Uh, what is the first thing a movie fan should do when they step foot into LA? Oh man, you're getting terrorist questions. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! According I, to Hale, according to according to Kayla, go to In and Out Burger because it's lit. I, I, I do I meet, love me some In and Out. <laughs> I did see I, that video. 
<laughs> I guess like I don't know. I have you ever been to the Walk of the Walk of what is it called? Yeah, and like the Walk of Fame is not all that because it's just you know it's kind of dirty, it's kind of touristy. It's not really like the rest of LA. Um, But at the end of the day, they are always like filming something there. Like there's the Jimmy Kimmel um, films on that um, walkway, Um, and then they have like yeah, and then Scum and Villainy is uh, which is the Star Wars bar is like down the street from Jimmy Kimmel and on the Walk of Fame. So there is stuff to do definitely there. I think if anything though, I really like the Griffith observatory and that's where like mm-hmm. they filmed la la land and stuff um and some mm-hmm. film noir uh, film noir over there um and other than that it's just like a nice place to go and then i mean everybody loves la la land right we don't have any la la land haters here correct i heard tyler was tyler is. <laughs> I, think, uh, I mean i don't like love la la land but like it's yeah. fine I okay, yeah, I agree with that. I, it's not like my favey fave, but I do, I do love some La La Land. But other than that, I think like in theaters wise, you guys, you guys should definitely go to like the bigger LA theaters. Like Alamo Draft House has like a bar and like a game room, and then you have like good food at your seats. Um, and then the landmark, because sadly the arc light is gone, but the landmark yeah. always has. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, is the is the arc light gone in Boston too? It's gone everywhere. Yeah, huh? it's gone everywhere. That. Yeah, I, I wanted to go there. I was literally go- the week before the week before the lockdown happened. Tyler, Larry, Alyssa, and Ryan were going to come to Boston, and that was literally the theater that I was going to take them to see. I forget yeah. which movie. Quiet Place Part, part two. two. And we were going to go there, and then they closed, and then uh, they closed down for good. And that was one of my favorite. That was becoming one of my favorite theaters. It was so nice and brand new. I'm so surprised. I don't understand because the landmark is still open, and that's like another like artsy, fancy theater as well. I think they panicked because all the indie theaters are pretty much open in Boston still. Thank God. I think they just panicked. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Theaters were making a comeback, and AMC is finally recouping some of that stuff. You know, these big movies definitely help in AMC theaters like Black Widow and Mm F9 and then, you know, like a Space Jam and everything else. So I don't know. I feel like Arclight should have just like kind of like just like just stuck it out, done something. They could have been like Regal. They just shut down for months at a time. Yeah. yeah I just don't know what happened. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, that was Kayla's question. But yay. Uh, all right. <laughs> Last question for the day. Uh, Sup, gang, do you think film festivals will still continue the virtual viewing of the films or are those days over? I really hope not. Uh, um, wait, is he saying that he hoped that they don't continue virtual viewing of films or are those days over? Wait, read it again. Um, uh, let me, okay. Uh, sup gang, do you think film festivals will still continue the virtual viewing of films or are those days over? Oh, I really okay. hope not. Uh, I think it's, I really hope those days are old, those like those days are not over. Yeah. What I would, what I would say is that I Sundance this year was one of my favorite times of the year. It was really nice watching just because on, on the app. They were doing the virtual thing, and they did it so well. They had their own app that you can log into to watch your movies. That you know, they had people with press pad badges. And although at the end of the day, the press the press stuff didn't really do much because everyone still got to watch the movies if you if you paid for the tickets, which is like what I did. Um, I think it's I next year Sundance is doing is doing both. They're doing both. Mm-hmm. They're doing in in person and they're doing virtual. And I think 
that's the way to go because I think more people get involved with the conversation. More people are just having a good time. My mother and I were watching some of the movies, you know, so she was having fun. Uh, I just think it was a really, really fun vibe to have everyone available, you know, able to watch the movies and the accessibility for people who aren't able to travel, who don't have the financial needs to travel. Because let me tell you something with traveling to Sundance, it's an expensive fucking trip. And I almost don't want to go next year because of how much it was expensive. Like you got to do the plane. You have to do your room and board, which it's not like it and how it is like in LA or San Diego. San Diego was fantastic because everything is around Comic-Con hotels, Airbnbs, all that stuff. Sundance, there's like nothing. There's like expensive ass hotels and maybe an Airbnb located somewhere Everything is far as fuck from the from the festival, you know. Like my hotel that I finally got, it was an hour away from the Sundance <gasps> Film Festival, so I That's had to far. I had to get up. I had to get up at six a.m. in the morning, and to be at to make it to my eight o'clock screening. Oh my! You God. know, so also too with Sundance, not every the theaters are not close to each other. None of it's walking distance, so you literally have to bounce in a lift at, for every like screening. It was just. It was honestly a disaster. It was fun to meet everybody, but it was a disaster. But people who don't want to do that, people who don't have the the financial needs to like do all of that spending and you know traveling and stuff, you know, I think it's beneficial for them. And there's a lot of there's a lot of critics who are on budget, and I think it's just it's a, I think it's a good thing to do to have the virtual option. Uh, so I do hope they continue, whether it's for cans, whether it's for TIFF, whether, you know, whatever we get. I, I do think you should they should continue doing the virtual. Uh, South by Southwest tried it. I think it was a disaster because, like, their app was messing up. And I didn't hear very like, much of anything good. Yeah, I heard it was, like, a disaster. But maybe next year they'll do better. Like, South by Southwest next year could do both and do virtual, too. But I just thought Sundance this year was so much fun with having everyone involved in the conversations with those movies. So I would recommend they do it. Um, and it's just like, it's completely different, especially for something like a Sundance, where everything is so far away from each other. When I went to Comic-Con the first year, uh, my first year in 2019, it was so much fun because everything, all the attractions on like on you know in the in the at the in the area we're all close to each other even like even like parties and stuff like that mm-hmm. at the end of the night everything was close to each other uh hall h is right there you go upstairs you go to another you know another hall then you go across the street to the hotel at some like interview thing then you go down the street to like some event uh, then around the corner for some other everything was close to each other uh and i just i reckon i just like you know people sometimes these festivals everything is so fucking far and uh and i think i don't think it's very valuable for someone who who doesn't want to do all that paying for lift and taxis and gas so um yeah i would recommend they do virtual uh kayla how about you about regarding like a virtual experience uh along with the in-person one yeah i think it's super beneficial um obviously it is really hard to go to these festivals and then there's so many a year and like a lot, and like there's some critics who can go to like every festival like there's yeah, some critics who, right right <laughs> and so that there's some critics who can go to one there's some critics who can go to zero um so to be able to have the opportunity and then just to get these films out i think that's what's mo- the most important thing about these festivals right is like getting these films out into people's 
eyes and hearts. Um, but I think they should, someone should really capitalize on this and just make a really good uh, website where everybody can, you know, utilize it for their film festivals, for their early screenings. Because um, obviously it seems like there are have been some troubles with like online screenings. Right. So right. they should just make one good place to like have that, you know. Right. And I think for tip, like I, I, I think I, I think for this year, I'm kind of over the like uh, applying for press route. Um, so Tiff, I didn't apply. I'm just probably gonna do the same thing I did for Sundance to just buy tickets for whatever's playing. If they if they if they are doing that, um, I'm not going to Canada. I don't even think the border's gonna be open, you know. So uh, it's just yeah, I would rather kind of do a virtual. And I know Sundance is doing the option of in person next year. But I think I'm going to hold my in-person thing for the next Comic-Con, not the one this year. That's going to be a disaster. But the one next year is I, I want to come I through. I feel like well, nobody's talking about getting a Comic-Con this year. Yeah, there's you, you know what I realized, too? They're, they're like something's happening because they send an email to me saying apply as press. And I said, what? <laughs> and I, I was like, you, ain't nobody applying. <laughs> for Comic-Con at home? They wanted you yeah. to apply as press for Comic Con. They sent an email saying, "Hey, you remember your reply as press now?" And I said, "No, no." <laughs> so yeah. I, so I mean, because it was a dud last year. Yeah. Um, and it's just what's happening, especially the online format. When you don't have a Disney or a uh, Warner, Warner Bros., they're they're opting out. They don't have know, any because they, they don't either. They, they're starting to have. They're starting to do their own things. Fandom was a huge success, so of course DC is like, dude, what the hell is a comic con? Let's do our S own. SDCC is like uh, E three now, right? And then like Marvel has a Disney Investor Day plus D twenty three, so it's just. And I think I think next year D twenty three will be bigger than what it has been recently and stuff. Uh, I just think comic con is starting to fizzle out a little bit. Uh, Marvel Good. did do the Comic Con I mean, in 2019. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, because you know how Comic Con is, you know how it is. You know what everybody says about it—that it's just gotten so oversaturated. There's so so many people, and there's so much going on. Like, I do yeah. think it's such a fun time. But if there's just like a little bit less people, a little bit less craziness, a little bit less big studio mess, I think I would still have the same amount of fun because there's so many like other smaller things that I miss or like I don't know there's just so much to do at Comic-Con I'm I don't think you're missing anything by like not having a bunch of big studio stuff and like oversaturation of people yeah it's just you know? crazy. I kind of agree I thought it was kind of ridiculous how immediately they sell out and it's like damn like you know what I mean like if you're trying to if you're a person who's like a first timer wants to do a Comic-Con it's like it's, it's just the way those tickets are just hard to capture mm -hmm. it's crazy so like uh yeah so i kind of agree and listen besides marvel last year the next big studio not last year 2019 besides mcu it was uh it was like terminator terminator last fate dark and fate. i mean dark fate whatever uh and that was fun but then i actually did like going to like the smaller hall h stuff mm -hmm. too they had like a hall h thing for like the marvel video game then they had one for like riverdale that was a lot of fun and <laughs> supernatural and i would still go to those things and i liked i liked the little side stuff you know outside of hall h you know when you're not in hall h how um the the floor the main floor uh is so cool 
It's like, yeah. that's where you're seeing all the cosplays. That's where you're seeing all the the uh, attractions and different kind of booths and stuff like that. I remember when we went, uh, there was like a, they had like a river, they had like the like a the, the diner from Riverdale. Yes, oh, wow. it was so cute. It was so I cute. <laughs> and they had like a little CW section of mm-hmm. all those shows. Um, that was really cool. And I just I love the that was one of my favorite things overhaul age to do was just the comic the you know the floor the main floor i mean everyone's sweating but i mean hey it's nice and stuff um yeah so i agree i think it would be still be fun if you don't have those studios going i i I just i I don't even know what what's even at this year's because like you know that like it's only in like a week and a half like the this year's comic con is it yeah i mean it's just an at-home thing though i think it's just like a a fun thing it's the not in person, but it's still, yeah. it's just like last year's where it's Comic Con at home. But it's just yeah. like what what are what do they have? Like if they don't have Marvel. They probably have the only thing I saw is that they're doing the Chucky Chucky trailer for the well, sci fi show. Well, yeah. well that's well that's something, I guess. They probably have smaller <laughs> stuff going on because like a big part of Comic Con, like what we all see is like, oh, Comic Con's where all this big studios go in there doing their announcements. And yeah, that's a part of it. But another big part of Comic Con is like educational, like, right. oh, like how to how to pitch your script. Oh, like, you know, what what it takes yeah, to be I've a comic been to a book artist. Of those. Yeah. And yeah, so it seems like I don't know for sure. I haven't looked at the schedule, but I'm sure those are really important for Comic Con and that's been like a basis ever since the beginning. Um and they'll probably do a bunch of those little ones where, you know, which is really important for people that go to Comic Con because they they go there, they network, they learn a lot. Um and so they'll probably mm-hmm. do those little ones online and It'll be a good time for those people who really enjoy those things. It reminds me, it were, yeah, when I was there, I remember Christina wanted to go to one. It was one that was like uh, women in the comic book space, mm-hmm. something like that. It's like a little, you know, um, and then it'll be like something, one of them, like the history of comic books, yeah. and the history of like Batman and stuff. I went to that one and I, there was like a history of Spider-Man. I went to that one. Like a oh, wow. Hero. So and cool. Those, yeah, those are, those little things are really, really fun. I actually mm-hmm. agree. Um, they have like the smaller kind of rooms. Uh, you know, like about maybe like a maybe about, about about like fifty seats. Yeah, and you know you have a comic book writer and like you know you know maybe like someone who, you know, it's just those those are really fun too. I really I really enjoyed going to those little smaller things too. They had that the Boston Comic Con as well, um, and stuff. So like like when we uh when we did the fan expo in Boston, uh, in twenty nineteen where we did the panel uh for the podcast like before us they had like a it was like a red dead redemption kind of reunion like with like the, oh, people, cool. the voice cast of the game like before us it was which was really really cool then after us it was like some ghostbusters something the history of that and how it came to be and i'm like this is like really cool stuff that people actually show up to and um i agree i think you know maybe in the future since the big studios have so much to have their own things now maybe in this future we'll get hall h will have more people outlandish stuff kind of mm-hmm. their things at hall h so uh we'll see and hall h is such a vibe when you can get into so it. fun so, oh my gosh <laughs> um but yeah um all right everyone that is it for today's show really appreciate you guys all for listening thank you to tyler kayla and manda for hanging out with me and talking stuff uh, I'll go around today on social media to start with you, Tyler. Let everyone know they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube by searching up my name, Tyler Calvert. And also, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at It's Tyler Calvert. 
Okay, anything anything on the channel this week? Uh, well, I did post a reaction for the Pixar, the new Pixar film, Turning Red. So that was like today. Uh, mm. I know, of course, we'll be talking Loki very soon. Yes, uh, I'm excited to talk about um, Gunpowder Milkshake. I don't know if I'll do it with the podcast, of course, or yeah. uh, review because I didn't get it early. I was one of the ones that didn't for some reason. But uh, That's yeah, it comes out tomorrow mm-hmm. as well. So I got to juggle that and Loki. Uh, Space Jam comes out this week too. I keep forgetting that. But, it's busy. Uh, it's busy. But, uh, I mean, I've already, I already have my review up for Escape Room Tournament of Champions, so that's out. I mean, that's a release I already have a release for, and I do have like Masters of the Universe. I think Revelation next week. I don't know if I could yeah. say too much about it, but that's coming very soon. But uh, yeah, those are as far as like the upcoming videos I can think of. Don't or begin this copyrighted, Tyler. Jesus, what? What I do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, it's a busy week. Once you think about it, Loki, Gunpowder, Milkshake, Escape Room, Space Jam. I am really uh, 19- excited for you to see Escape Room too, just because I am pumped. I'm excited. I know you and I bonded over the first one. Yes, yes, we did. And you know, I went to go listen back to that review. I loved it. I said this is one of Ty- one of Tyler and I's first reviews together, Aww. and that was like when we started doing a bunch of movie reviews left and right. That was when the group was like at like three people. <laughs> you know, yeah. now it's a fucking fucking circus. That's what I mean. Room. That's why we gotta <laughs> we gotta regroup for Escape Room Two to keep it, you, keep it going. You. However we'll many however many movies they make of this damn franchise, <laughs> we'll keep going. Listen. I'm supposed to be going with on Thursday with with Alex. So when we get back, we can do a review. Because um, I do, I do, I have a I have a nice little soft love for the first one. I enjoyed it so much. So I'm excited to get into that. Space Jam Two. <laughs> LeBron James. <laughs> uh, we'll see how that goes. And then I want to watch Fear Street, 1966. That's this week too. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Uh, Kayla, how about you? Let everyone know where they can follow you and what's coming up for you in like the future. Yeah, I'm at Kayla, K-A-I-L-A underscore Ren on Twitter. And then you can follow my uh, podcast as well, Horror in Session. We're taking a little break right now, but we're supposed to be doing David Cronenberg's, like his whole filmography coming up. So that'll be fun. Yeah. And then I also have an article coming out on Film Cred this Friday. So look out for that. Oh, nice. Period. <laughs> Raina, speaking of horror and session, Raina was mad at the WandaVision. I saw. I was like, Raina, leave them alone. Let them live. <laughs> She'd be going off and on. She was funny. She's um, funny. <laughs> all right, guys, that is it. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. You can follow me on Twitter at Cinemanek94. And you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. So coming up for us, we have a female gaze episode that Kayla was actually on today. Ooh, pulling that double double dude. Um, Kayla, it was Kayla, Hannah, and Amanda. What did you guys talk about today? It was Black Widow and some other things? Yeah, we just mainly talked about Black Widow and, like, um, you know, female representation in Marvel, where we see it going forward, how our criticism of it in the past. And, you know, it's because it was so exciting to see, you know, like this film that we've all been waiting for for so long especially after natasha's character has kind of been thrown around in ways we don't really enjoy so yeah right 
All right, that's exciting. I can't mm-hmm. wait to listen to listen back to that. So that'll be uh, I'll probably post that tomorrow since I'll have to edit this one for tonight. So I'll post that tomorrow, maybe probably in the morning or afternoon. And then I think we have Cinemania Live with Hannah and I to talk about the Loki finale to see how many theories everyone got wrong. And I laugh. And we'll see. <laughs> Are you guys doing a reaction video? No, no, no. Just, just, uh, just the okay. show afterwards. Hannah and Larry do reaction videos. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's them. That's the Those YouTuber. are so that funny. Ain't, that, ain't, that ain't me. Well, Dwayne, <laughs> Dwayne is on them sporadically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then listen, I might have to give. I might have to split the reviews around this week, as far as like who's who's on them and who's hosting them. Uh, the good thing about having the the big team now is that so many people can so many people can do more roles and do more things. So. Uh, Gunpowder Milkshake will probably be like, uh, probably Manda and some people or like Hannah and whoever wants to take that. Uh, Escape Room 2 will probably be, be like me, Tyler, and like uh, Alex, because we're seeing that Thursday. And then what else? Space Jam? I want to see, oh, I want to Space... talk about old. Oh, that's next week, I think. This is so much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. period. Next week is so much. Next, but, week, next week is old and Snake Eyes. Yeah. So, okay. So, Kayla, I can have you back on for old if you want to do that. And, uh, yeah, I think I think Space Jam too. I'm gonna give it to Larry and like Leo. We'll, we'll figure it out as far as these. There's a lot of stuff coming coming out. I gotta have Larry for his escape room because he hated it. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 we'll, we'll figure everything out. But um, that is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Tyler. That was Kayla. That was uh, Amanda. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.